Hi, I'm Kyle Lloyd, pitcher for the Amarillo Sod Poodles, and you're listening to Tom Talks Baseball. And hello again, another edition of the Tom Talks Baseball podcast. You can find us on KGNCNewsNow.com and 1009theeagle.com. It is September 12th. Hopefully you're having a wonderful Thursday. I'm Tom Young. I'm David Lovejoy. And uh, welcome back, David. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. Good to be back. Yep, good to be here. Uh, Of course, uh, we got a lot of sports happening now. The NFL is going on. College football is going on. But uh, a lot of... uh, Crunch time mm-hmm. baseball taking place, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We are on Facebook Live today, so uh, feel free to uh, drop us a note. Yeah, uh, ask a question if you want. Uh, Saw poodle related, MILB related, MLB related. Uh, we're going to cover a few things here. We're going to go about thirty minutes if all goes yeah, according yeah. to plan. You yeah. can check out our uh, conversation with uh, Saw poodle play-by-play guy, Love Sam Levitt. Uh, incredible man to talk great to. Guy, I mean, great guy. Loves the game, loves the game, and 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 is knowledgeable of it. Yeah, and he's got incredible knowledge of the team. Of course, he's seen every pitch this year. Yeah. And so he did a great job of breaking down that incredible comeback in Midland. Uh, when you thought the Saab Poodles were done, you thought last Thursday was going to be the final time at Hodgetown this year based on the way that series started out. But that comeback happened, and we had two more games. And we are now officially done mm-hmm. at Hodgetown after yeah. the first two games of the Texas League Championship Series uh, with the Tulsa Drillers. Evened up at one. Great start for the Saab Poodles. Got the victory in the first game. Uh, Edward Olivares, a big hit. Yeah. Big seven-run inning propelled them to a 13-6 victory. And then uh, last night... Uh, I'm dragging right now, David, because I ended up. Uh, I, I, I stayed up. I was like, I, I know I got to do the morning show mm-hmm. on the Eagle, but you know what? This is the final Hodgetown That's game. It, I'm going. So I, I took deal. a little nap in the afternoon oh, okay. yesterday. Yeah. Ended up going out there. And uh, I parked on the north side of the ballpark. Right. Along Johnson Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking to the ballpark, and the wind is just hitting me. Yeah, blowing. It's, it's just, I'm, and I'm looking at the flags, and they're blowing straight out to left at the time. And I, and I put a message up on Twitter that said, uh, the wind's tonight blowing at high fly ball, medium deep outfield, and it's gone miles per hour. And I I was like, there's going to be a lot of offense tonight. Yeah. And my goodness, yeah. uh, oh, 18 man. to 9 wow. <laughs> was uh, wow. the overall production in that game. Yeah, they, Ton- they broke a Texas League res- record that uh, uh, Tulsa Drillers did. Nine home runs. Nine home runs. And uh, Jeter Downs had three of them, yeah. including the very first pitch of the ball game mm-hmm. by Jacob Nix, uh, hit a car in the City Hall parking lot. Very first pitch. And then the second home run of the game, shout out to my boy Bryson Lassiter. Uh, We were hanging out in left center field, just chatting Mm -hmm. with him a little bit, seeing how things were going. Uh, uh, Casey Donovan, or Donovan Casey, can't remember if it's phone book name, I can't remember which way it is, Uh, hit a ball our direction, and Bryson had a beer in his hand. He's like... I want this ball. Threw the beer down. He's like, beer, I don't care. I'm getting rid of the beer. And then he got himself in position, and he jumped up to his left, two hands, snagged it. Just a beautiful catch and an amazing moment. And let me put this on here. 
Glove or no glove? Yeah, no glove. There you go. He went. He, I'm right. He went no. <laughs> he, he went no glove. Another and, bold and, prediction, and, right by this guy. And, and, and it wasn't one of those where it was right to him. He had yeah, to actually had to go work. get it. He and, and, and he jumped and and up like this and caught it two handed. Wow. Just an amazing moment for him. Wow. And, and we were pumped after that. And gave him a big old that's hug. And I was like, man, fan. If, if there's solid video of that, that's top ten sports center stuff man. right there. there. I mean, that, that's how great that catch Nothing was. Nothing beats the world. World like a baseball fan, man. Yeah, that's the greatest thing on earth. But speaking of that, the fans have been incredible yeah, all year yeah. uh, out at Hodgetown, and unfortunately, Game Two didn't quite go as planned. As you mentioned, nine home runs by Tulsa last night, wow. and uh, it was nine to eight after the top of the second. It was just like first team to twenty wins. Is that kind of how I, this game's going? I'm surprised you're still not still at the ballpark. Right? At the, I mean, come on, well, man. The, the pitching improved a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and the Saw Poodles had a big eight run first. Right. Uh, unfortunately, only scored once after, after that, that eight run Whoa. first, and, and you, when Tremel hit that three run homer to make it eight to three, the place was going nuts, wow. and, and you were you, you were feeling good at that yeah, point. But then yeah. Tulsa came right back. They took the lead. The next half, they yeah. put up six and took the lead nine to eight. Wow! And it, that was just the way it was. Well, it I was mean, nice. I was uh, joking with someone out there. I was like, you know, I can see Wellman saying, hey, get so-and-so warned up in the bullpen. And they're like, I don't want to pitch today. Yeah, no, you no, can't. I'm hurt. I'll come. Top, yeah, I'm, a, I'm I, a little sore today, are, Top. Are, are you sure? I mean, uh, have you seen my ERA? Can't get yeah, any worse. Yeah, you know, but, I know. It. But uh, one-to-one. They're off today on this Thursday. They're going to Tulsa. That's where they're going to play the final three, Let's three if needed. Sides. Yeah, so they got at least two more. So we'll see if they yeah. can bring home a, a championship. But really cool moment last night. After that game was over, uh, the players and the coaches of the Saw Poodles came out of the dugout and acknowledged the fans. Yeah. Uh, some of the fans had left because mm-hmm. it was a nine-run game yeah. by the time the eighth inning ended, and so some left. But a good chunk of them hung around. Uh, good job with the blue. It was a blue night. And one, you know, so they had the blue towels yeah, yeah. and a lot of people mm-hmm. wearing blue. But a uh, great moment. Uh, the players, coaches came out. Buddy Reed got a microphone, said a few things. Got the crowd going. Said we're going to do what we can to bring back a championship. Yeah. Then Philip Wellman got the mic. You know, he he said that he's been, you know, in in professional baseball for thirty six years, and this is one of the more memorable summers wow. that he's ever had, and he wow. he won't forget it. And that is great. That's a win, so. lose, or draw. What a great year for the Amarillo Sod Pools. What a great year for the community of Amarillo. Uh, just just uh, man, that's what it's all about. That's what we wanted. This is exactly what we wanted, and it it happened. It laid out. We got a good product on the field. You got a chance to see some Major League Baseball players this summer, and you got to see a lot of kids that will be playing in Major Leagues and and a good quality baseball. So it can't beat it. Great job. And uh, the attendance for Amarillo this year – over 449,000, so well done. Well uh, attendance done. last night was pushing 6,000, mm-hmm. wasn't quite there. And look at all the events you had going on. You had the Chamber Barbecue Media Night kicking off, uh, other events across the city, and boom, you still had uh, a school, kids are in school, you still had a great crowd. Uh, if you build a baseball stadium, nobody's going to come. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to come. You're still doing that, aren't nobody's you? Nobody's going to come, are they? Well, well. Here's what's amazing, not just here, but uh, across minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, and we want to talk about attendance being a problem yeah. at the major league level. Mm-hmm. It's not at the minor league level. No. In fact, no. uh, once again, uh, they surpassed the uh, forty thousand fan mark 
And uh, overall, an increase of or forty thousand, forty million. Yeah, sorry, uh, that is that is a big difference. A little short, isn't it? Um, an increase of over one million fans this year. Uh, a two point one percent increase over uh, twenty eighteen. That averaged out to about an eighty four fan per game increase in 2018 and uh so a a lot of reasons i think that's the case of course uh, one big one was las vegas they uh no they were the the 50 the 50 oneers or whatever you wanted to call them Mm -hmm. uh they they rebranded they got a new stadium they're the aviators and really sweet logo we were talking about that when the year started i was a fan of of their logo and uh las vegas was a fan of this team they had the biggest attendance in all of minor league baseball over 650,000. Wow. They averaged just under 9,300 a game mm-hmm. for, a, for a minor league baseball, which is incredible. And of course, we don't even have that capacity. No, no, no. At Hodgetown, they had no. 47 sellouts in their inaugural season. Uh, the top double-A team was Frisco, the team in the Texas League. Uh, they had over uh, 455,000 on the year. Amarillo was second in the Texas League. So... You know, amongst all the Double A teams, uh, not just second Texas League, but second in all of Double A baseball was Amarillo, twenty second out of all one hundred and sixty minor league teams in total attendance wow. and average attendance. So just that just goes to show how incredible it is because of the the places that we beat out attendance wise were some big cities. You know that have a heck of a lot more people than we do. Yeah. Yeah. That they should be easily to f- fill those stadiums with just mm-hmm. a smaller percentage of their right. population showing up. But uh, it just goes to show how great Amarillo was this year at attending those games. Eight leagues saw attendance increases here in 2019. Uh, the big one, you know, we talked about when the year started about the sellouts, the Dayton Dragons. Uh, were they able to keep that streak going? The answer was yes. Oh wow! It began back in 2000. Uh, they now sit at 1,385 consecutive nice. sellouts. Nice. Uh, that's a record that may never be broken. Yeah, yeah that's uh, going to be a tough one. Uh, Toledo posted their 500th sellout uh, during this season. Uh, Midland had their 9,000, uh, 9 millionth fan. Wow. Uh, Trenton, their 10 millionth fan. Salt Lake, their 13th million. And uh, Omaha, their 15 millionth fan. So the, the fans really showed up. Now, Now, the question is... So how come at Major League Baseball, at the MLB level, attendance is going down, but at the minor league level, it's going up? There must be something happening at the minor league level that's not happening at the Major League level. And I think there are a a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, I think the pitch clock is a factor, a little bit. So games are sped sped up just a touch. and, And even that game last night, you know, eighteen to nine. He had twenty-seven runs scored. Yeah, and uh, the game was still probably. I think it was still under four hours. Wow. wow. Major, major league game that's eighteen to nine is easily four hours. Yeah, maybe or even more. Yeah, maybe more. even longer. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the the pace of the game still is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the logos and the branding hits a home run. With a number of these teams, the yeah. sod poodle name was brilliant. Yeah, you know, yeah. You say what you want about it. If you still want to be mad about it, whatever. But in the end, uh, they were correct yeah. on that one. Yeah. If it was anything else, I don't think it has yeah, you the, get the momentum or the, the publicity nationwide. Yeah, it's not on ESPN on the Dan Lebitard show. Yeah, it doesn't win the Fox Bowl. 
None of that happens. Yeah, none of that happens. Also, like teams like the Aviators, the rebranding of yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, you, you got these fun names, you got these fun logos, You're you got right. fun merchandise, and I think the biggest factor. And I don't know if this is ever going to change at the major league level because of the way we keep handing out contracts, right. but the cost is a big factor. You can go to Hodgetown with a family of four for $24 yeah, mm-hmm. and, and enjoy a, a day of baseball. After you go have dinner in downtown somewhere, you can spend $24. $24 barely gets you into a, a ballpark sometimes yeah. at the major yeah. league level. Yeah, And so you got all these games you know that happen all the time and you can't go to all of them unless you know you won the lottery or something you know i don't know if they'll ever find a way to lower the prices just because we keep handing out 330 million dollar contracts but you know when you can go to a ball game for six dollars you can get a pizza uh, a great tasting pizza out at hodgetown uh, you know i've heard people complain about what do they call it a seven dollar beer not yet yeah, nine dollar beer. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you go to some place that's a secondary vendor like that, you got to expect to pay more. Yeah, you know, and 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 I've heard the complaints about the parking. It's four blocks from the probably the farthest place to park downtown. The the you can park in the parking garage. It's seven dollars, and you're right there. And you're right there. You can cross the street. Uh, just pound profound for the entertainment. You really can't beat. Uh, made minor league baseball for the entertainment value and the and the cost. It's it's amazing. And also, minor league baseball had this uh, this Hispanic fan engagement initiative mm-hmm. this year. This uh, Copa de la Diversión. Right. Uh, they had 403 games across minor league baseball where teams adopted these uh, Spanish language mm-hmm. identities and right. logos and themes. It's like teams' colors change, their names changed. And uh, things like that. And that was a very, very popular uh, promotion and an initiative uh, that they said an average of the crowd was 20% larger during those games than during the regular games. So great promotions like that getting everybody involved. And the fact that it's very family friendly. I mean, we got people here in town, I'm sure, that went to the Sopitals game that aren't really baseball fans, right, but, right. They, but they found exactly. themselves there, you know, multiple nights because it's of just the just the fun atmosphere of it all. Yeah. So minor league baseball has things going right, and Amarillo has things going right with it. Now we just got to find a way to bring a championship back here to Amarillo, to Amarillo. in the inaugural season. One point you brought up about the uniforms uh, with that Spanish uh, heritage. Uh, a month ago, baseball tried a special uniform weekend. Uh, the monochrome. I don't know what that was. Where you wore the white. Oh, oh, the, the oh that black. was the uh, that was the the players' nickname. Yeah, nickname. or the players' now, weekend. They've done it the last couple of years, but the uniform was just weird. Horrible this year. This year. I know a couple of years ago they did a uh, uh, a future. What their future uniforms would look like. Those were pretty cool. I like those. But this year's that was a bomb with one team wearing all black, the other team wearing all white. No, yeah, Horrible. that that was that was awful. There was it was last year the, during players' weekend they had uniforms. Uniforms that kind of highlighted the team's colors mm-hmm. a bit more, right? And like that, like the, like whatever you want to call it, the torso of the uniform was one color, mm-hmm. and the sleeves were a different kind of secondary color, and uh, those were sharp. Yeah, I was a big fan of just about every single one of those. But this year, the fact that everybody looked like, uh, you know, all white or all black, I don't, 
the NBA did that one year with their Christmas jerseys, yeah, which I, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, it was horrible. That, you know, I, I like yeah. adding the color. And, and that's what was great about the, the Copa de la Diversion thing at the minor league level was the colors were so yeah. bold and vibrant yeah. and inviting. Yeah. And, and I, people eye. jumped on it. Caught your eye. It was, it was a yeah. Different hat. Uh, you know, I remember... Uh, the uh, 2018 and 17 Cubs, they used the baby blue a little bit in those uniforms. Uh, I just thought that was a great, great look, but this year they struck out. And uh, a couple of players of the year real quick. I believe it was uh, Baseball Digest naming their minor league players of the year. Uh-huh. I'm going to make sure I have that right. But uh, a couple guys that have been in Hodgetown were players of the year. Pitcher was Mackenzie Gore. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't seen him a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, talking – uh, with uh, Sam yeah. last week, maybe we won't see him again yeah. because yeah. that's just how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the batter of the year, player of the year, was Gavin Lux, yeah. who uh, mm-hmm. started the year with the Tulsa Drillers, right. who mm-hmm. we're playing right now. And I went back and looked at what he did against Amarillo. He played six games against Amarillo. Uh, in fact, his final four at the AA level were also... In Amarillo, right. before mm-hmm. he moved up to Triple A, and he dominated Triple A. That's really, that's yeah. where he won yeah, the award. That's where he got it from. You yeah, know, and, and quite frankly, Amarillo held him in uh, check for the most part. Uh, he didn't have any home runs off of any of our pitchers, mm-hmm. even though he had four games here in Hodgetown. But uh, kind of crazy to think that two of the top players in all of minor league baseball stepped foot in Hodgetown and played ball here. This year, so congratulations to both of them, and then we'll see what happens. I'm curious, you know, eventually these Milbies are going to be done again. Yeah, yeah. who's going to be there? I, I want to see if Amarillo is involved in any that, of these because because yeah. I, I think we did a good job of putting ourselves on the map this I year with did, you know man. the name and just our enthusiasm mm-hmm. and everything like that. So. How far away are we from getting an All Star game, Texas League All Star game here? Well, I want to think very far. I wouldn't think so. You know, I wouldn't I, think so. I don't know if they got next year figured out yet. I'm not know. sure how. I'll have to do some do investigating than yeah. that, but yeah. uh, but that would be, be cool, great deal. Right? Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Yeah, yeah. I think get, so. Get a home, man, you get a home run derby here. Yeah, I mean, man. I mean, <laughs> Texas League home run derby records will be shattered. Don't park your car out there in that parking lot, the North parking lot, or you're going to get something yeah, busted. Yeah, if, if you park at City Hall, you, you might as well bust uh, it. You, you better hope you have that insurance. You know? Bust it up. <laughs> See where the State Farm guy is now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then also the the uh, Texas League Manager of the Year was yeah, Philip Wellman. Wellman. So yeah. I mean, so just a lot of good yeah. baseball, a lot of great moments here in Hodgetown this yeah. season. Uh, Seventy two games were played here when you combine regular and postseason, and uh, it's crazy to think that we're done with baseball for for, the, for this year. For this year, we'll but, be back uh, April 9th. Be back. Marking on the calendar. There April 9th is the start of the minor league baseball season of 2020. But we there still go. got time to go. We got to get a title and bring it back yeah, here to do. Amarillo. Yeah, championship. Speaking of, well, you got something to say? Oh, uh, no, no. Let's go. No, okay, let's, let's, let's go to the major leagues yeah, here for a little bit. We haven't, we haven't done a whole lot of major yeah, league uh, yeah. baseball talk. And the uh, big thing right now is injuries. Especially on the National League side, in that NL Central could really affect things because the St. Louis Cardinals finally caught fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone in the Central finally caught some sort of fire. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. The, the, the the teams they'd have moments they win four or five in a row, but then they follow it up by losing four or five or, or something crazy like that. But if, but the Cardinals finally, of all the teams. 
got on a bit of a run. They find themselves at 81 and 64. So they are 17 above 500. The Cubs are tied with Milwaukee now for the second yeah. wild card spot, nine games above 500. Mm-hmm. Cubs had a good little run there. You thought they were going to take off, and then they lost three in a row in Milwaukee. They, they won the first game out in San Diego. And then uh, our Padre listeners, uh, you guys are happy because you won the, the final two. Yeah. Or there's still one more this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a four game series. But yeah. the, the Cubs are hurting yes, badly. Man. Uh, Javier Baez is out. Addison Russell is out. So uh, Nico Horner comes up. Had a great debut, but he's uh, he becomes the first player of the 2018 class to make his Major League debut. Wow. It's almost that a necessity. Yeah, it got to. You got no choices. But Baez is out until at least the postseason. Yeah. Chris Bryant's hurt. And then from the Brewers, it's amazing that they're going on a bit of a run because they've lost Yelich for the wow. year. MVP guy. Yeah, MVP guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Fouled that ball off his knee. Uh, he's missing the rest of the season. That's a massive bat that out is. of that lineup. That Good news, though, no surgery for him. Yes, so, uh, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, they just don't have them this year. And then the Cardinals are rolling. They got a nice little lead there mm-hmm. in the Central. Mm-hmm. However, we got a lot of games against each other. Yes, we do uh, we in this division. So, so a lot of things could change. But it all comes down to beating the teams you need to beat. Yes, got to beat them. And the Cubs aren't doing that. No. And I guess the locker room last night was pretty somber. You got a lot of players. Mm-hmm. They're just down. You know, like it's, how are you going to respond? Are you going to stay down with the woe is me attitude? Or are you going to be like enough of this crap and and pick it up and get mm-hmm. going? Because despite Bryant's injury issue, despite Baez being out, this is still a good team. Yeah, it is. Yeah, on it paper. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's one manager in MLB who could turn that locker room around, it is Joe Madden. Well, and, and the call for... Him to get fired is, oh, is growing up. amongst Cub fans. Shut up. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. The mm. Brewers are, are, are rolling just fine right mm. now. And, of course, the Cardinals are. They got that lead. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Speaking of playoffs, one team has clinched, the Dodgers. Dodgers, congrats. The Buffalo Bills of Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see because yeah. uh, this is their seventh straight division yeah. title, which that's incredible. But uh, – haven't got that World Series yet. That ring you yet. Know, n- n- not, that not within ring. not within this stretch. They've been mm-hmm. two in a row. They I think they're the odds on favor to be three in a row going yeah. back to the series. Yeah. But can they actually finish it off? I don't know. And the Braves have caught a little fire. They've uh, stretched their lead out over the Nationals to nine and a half games uh, in the NL West. So um, you know it, it looks like they've settled that argument there. Uh, disappointment. The Rockies, there's really only one team in the whole National League that's eliminated from the playoff picture, and that's the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the, that's NL the is, Marlins. And like wild card wise, you still got the Mets yeah. hanging out there. Yeah. They've had, they had an issue earlier this week with Noah Syndergaard. And uh, he's had an interesting year. When yeah. he's had Wilson Ramos catch him in, in a 15 starts, his ERA is 5.09. But Ramos is. One of the best hitting catchers in the yeah, game had that is. massive hitting streak going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Ramos is not catching him in 11 starts, his ERA is 2.22. I mean, it's like a night and day difference. Wow. And so there were reports that uh, he made it known that he does not like Ramos catching him. That uh, because of that is why he's you know not doing well. Mm-hmm. And that report kind of got leaked. Now the the other day. Kind of came back and said, you know, that got blown out of proportion. I got nothing against Ramos. And, you know, he, he's fine catching me. It's all on me. It's not him. But, 
you know, there's maybe a reason why that got report init- uh, reported mm-hmm. initially a got different way because yeah. maybe that's got put happened. out there. So, so the question becomes now: Is he there next year? Because they try to get rid of him, yeah, at the deadline, mm-hmm. and then they pulled him back. Right. But if he's gonna be the kind of this divisive guy in the clubhouse, maybe you don't have him next year. You I don't make know. a different move. Yeah, but yeah. despite all that, Mets are still hanging around. Hanging you know? around, you know, and you got. Peter Alonzo. What a season. My goodness. Goodness gracious. You know, what, 47 home runs 47 is what he's sitting right at? Now, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that, that's a Met team record. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's still going. He yeah. leads the MLB. And I think rookie of the year, especially with Tatis Jr. going out, going out, yeah, it, it's it's going to be his. It's, I think Mike Soroka is going to get some get some love yeah, there too. Yeah, you're but right. uh, but Alonzo plays he's, every day. He's just a yeah, man. It's just uh, amazing. But amazing. he might get some MVP. He could. Acknowledgement, he too. Could. I mean, he I don't could. think he's going to win it. You know, we talked about this, and we talked about it a little bit last year. You can win a Cy Young with a losing team. Can you win an MVP if your team doesn't make it to the playoffs? Well, it, it's happened before. Yeah, it has. Depending yeah. on the kind of year. Right. Like, uh, I forgot what year it was, but Andre Dawson won it yeah. with the Cubs mm-hmm. when they finished in last. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that, that That's just kind unusual. of. Yeah. Must have been one heck of a year. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one playing. But but base, it depends on how you vote for it. Yeah. And, when you have the word valuable in there, I think, you know, it's got to be a playoff team. It's got to be a playoff team. Because, you know, and the question is, do you make the playoffs without this guy? Mm-hmm. What's what's the value? But yeah. some people take it as a most outstanding player right, right. award. That's a different award. And that, that, yeah, but that's how some people vote yeah. for it. So when you look at someone like a Mike Trout, who's putting together a heck of a year, he's, he's missing some time right now, yeah. I think, with yeah. an injury. But you look at the numbers he's putting up, you look at the numbers like a uh, Mookie Betts once again right. is putting up, Put up Xander Bogarts, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, guys like that who yeah. are just having monster years statistically, but uh, you're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the team's going nowhere. So do you get any support for the MVP award? Yeah. And you know, my, my answer is going to have to be no. Yeah, I agree with you. No on that one. So because you're so. not you're not moving the needle, and it's all about playoffs. And isn't it a shame another year? And no Mike Trout in the playoffs. That the best player in Major League Baseball, uh, in some people's opinion, I think so. And he's not going to be, you know, prime time. Hey, yep, they're the officially playoffs. eliminated, Gone. sixty-seven and eighty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could lose ninety. Uh, oh. Which do you think with a team like that and, and what he's? And just goes to show you, you got to have other guys around. Yeah, it's, it's you, one sport. It's not like basketball. It's not like the NFL. You have to have teammates. You have to have pitching. You have to have defense. You have to have hitting. And shame on Detroit. You ought to be ashamed of yourself in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore is better than you right now. Ooh, yeah, that's De- low. Detroit, 43-100. and 100. So they, they're our first 100-loss team of the year. Baltimore is going to get there. Yeah, they're going to get there. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City, City Mike. if Kansas City plays 8-8 eight and eight the rest of the way, they got 100 losses. Yeah, so they got to yeah. play above 500. The Whites, uh, the White Sox aren't going to get there. No, I'll uh, give Toronto a buy, a pass on this because they said, "Hey, we're going with youth. We're going to build for the future." And there, they're playing all the the former major leaguers' kids there. You know, uh, well, uh, and that, they actually went on a little bit of a run yeah, there yeah. when mm-hmm. when Bo Bichette came up. Big they were all kind of yeah. clicking a bit. So they got to get some pitching. They they uh, uh, what's his last name is K. I'm blanking on his first uh-huh, name. Yeah. A, a guy they got in the Stroman. Right deal, deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the deadline because you know it's kind of like we talk about with the Padres and some of the guys we got here in Amarillo. Right. You know, you don't really have room. 
Mets were kind of the same way with some of their top pitching yeah, prospects yeah. because of who they got at the major league level. So right. uh, this guy was a part of the trade. For Stroman, made his debut. Very, looked very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna find out his name. His last name is K, which I think is perfect for a pitcher. K A Y. Yeah, it's a, that would be Anthony K. Anthony K. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Anthony mm-hmm. K. But uh, but that's what the Blue Jays need. They need some pitchers, yeah, I mean, and so I mean, you, you got the bats of the future there. You like what you see, yeah. Uh, you know, you like to see maybe Danny Jansen play a little better. Right. His first year has been kind of, he's shown a little bit of power, but bit. the average is down. Uh, but Biggio and Guerrero Jr. Yeah. and uh, Bichette, those are that's where it's at with that's that the future. team. That's the future and and very promising looking future. Uh, I would say in Toronto, you mm-hmm. give them two or three years. I think they're going to you got to deal with them. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, this year they don't have to worry about it. And uh, going, let's go back real quick to one of your predictions, an incredible prediction that uh, you ended up being correct on, and that was Boston is not going to make the playoffs. playoffs. So I'm going to ask once again, why did you think that? Looking at this roster back in April, why did you think Boston was going to be in the spot they're in today? the main reason pitching uh chris l is known for having a great start and and kind of fading out i think uh david price caught lightning in the bottle the year before uh uh and they traded away their reliever uh and it just i just didn't have a good feeling about their starting rotation. Uh, Sell is an excellent pitcher when he's on. Uh, his ball was flat all oh, year he this was, year. He was terrible. Just terrible. And uh, and so then that, that kind of bled over. Mookie uh, had a slow start. He kicked it up and, and got there. Uh, and it just it was just overall, I just didn't see Boston. That was a big breath they took last year. And I think they let it all out. They, they were all sold out for last year. And I knew the Yankees were going to come strong. But you got to give the Yankees credit. They've been a walking triage unit. They're MASH. <laughs> I, every time the Yankees play, I started hearing that song from MASH because they've had all those players in, injured. Uh, Severino, who was supposed to be the ace of the staff, he might get back in time for the playoffs. Uh, CC's injured right now. Uh, Stanton's hurt. Judge was hurt. Judge was hurt for a lot of the season. DD was coming off Tommy uh, John surgery. But Boone has found players to step in and play. Uh, Glaver Torres has been an all I mean, just boom, just solid. And uh, I just thought the Yankees were going to be the monster. And uh, and also, I had a good feeling about Tampa Bay. That's another one of my bold predictions that I thought Tampa Bay was going to make the playoffs. So I, I, just, I, just, I just think I was worried about the pitching staff of Boston. And it, it, it came to fruition. Price didn't have a great year. Sale, he's been shut down. Uh, and that mattered for the Sox, the Bo Sox there. Well, speaking of the Rays, uh, they've won 11 of their last 13. I, I believe they have the top wild card yes, spot. They so they're right not going to get the division. The Yankees yeah. are, yeah. you know, they're going to get 100 Probably. wins. Yeah. Amazingly, like you said, despite all the injuries, all DJ LeMahieu might get some MVP love. Man, you as t- well. see, that's surprising. You know, they, they picked up him and Tula Whiskey uh, yeah. over the offseason. They, they had to let Tool go, I mean, because he just wasn't producing. But Mayhew. 
just found life in the Bronx. I mean, just amazing what that guy's doing. Well, and one thing you wonder with those guys who have all that success at Coors, yeah. can they do it can they somewhere do it? else? Yeah. And uh, LeMahieu's answer was yes. I can do it. I can hit. I can, <laughs> I can hit. do it. And, yeah. and he's been you know, a consistent force in that lineup. Urshela as well. Guys, mm-hmm. you, don't, you didn't expect to lead the way. Yeah, you and here they him. are leading the way. Knocking it out. Would you say Colorado's your biggest disappointment so far this season? Uh, I think it's. I think Colorado by far yeah. was a the biggest disappointment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and we were both in the same boat on this. Yeah, we had them so, as man. being uh, the, winning their first ever division title. Yeah. I mean, I thought yeah. based on last year, the fact that they tied despite a glaring yeah. flaw that yeah. bullpen, mm-hmm. uh, they they brought back pretty much the same team. And, and, I, I thought they still had, you know, I thought they improved the bullpen a yeah. little bit, or at the very mm-hmm. least, guys who you thought would be good would bounce back. I thought the rotation was in line to be Decent, one of the better yeah. ones mm-hmm. that they've ever had. Yeah. And and granted I didn't expect the Dodgers to play the way they no, played. I didn't either. Uh, I didn't either. but I thought Colorado yeah. would be hanging around, but here they are. I mean, they're going to lose 90 games more yeah. than likely. Yeah. And and, uh, and last year they learned how to win on the road, not just be such homers. You know, they had that home field advantage of Coors and and but last year they won on the road. And this year just oh, the ga- the 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 air came out. Well, the question is, what do you do? Do, do? do you blow it up and start over, or or do you just say, you know what, we all have a bad year, it's really not as bad of a team as we think, no, and then we no. try to go at it again? Uh, my look at it, uh, uh, you know, you signed uh, players for long-term contracts moving forward. Uh, Blackman has had some... some uh, some decent uh, games, uh, and it, I think what it's going to be is the manager is gone. They're going to fire the manager because that's always what happens here when you under uh, uh, underachieve. Uh, I think he's gone this year. At one point on August twenty first, uh, they beat Arizona. They were fifty eight and sixty nine. Uh, since then, let me do some math here: four and fifteen. Mm. They they have gone the wrong way now. However, they beat the Cardinals twice, two to one <laughs> at Coors you. Field. Thank you. Thank but you for that. the Cubs were unable to take advantage take of it by yeah. losing twice yeah. against the uh, San Diego Padres, and, mm. and the Brewers have taken advantage of it by getting a bit closer to the Central and tying the Cubs. Right. So we still got a couple weeks left here in this Major League Baseball season, and we still got a lot to figure out. Yeah, one quick note: it's something that you always talk about, Tom is a bad April can kill you. Yeah. And Colorado had a terrible April. And so uh, the, that that makes a big difference. I know, you know, as we, as we get ready to, to head toward October and playoffs, take a look back, see what your team did in April and in May. And that, that'll tell you a lot right there. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here in September with some of these teams as uh, we get closer and closer to the end of the Major League Baseball season. We know the Dodgers are in. We know other teams are probably going to be in. We'll just see how they fall and who they're going to play by the time October comes around. And we still got, especially in the National League side, teams trying to figure out what they're going to be doing by the time the regular season ends. We're going to go ahead and cut this short right here. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining us. Always, Tom. Always a pleasure, man. Uh, Go take a nap. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, Go take a nap, Tom. I got to go to the barbecue tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to the, so, so you're heading out to Teddy Jack's I'm for the sports the drive, Jack. and hey. I'm heading out to the barbecue. One quick thing here, real quick, I hope you don't mind. You see the success 
of Hodgetown and the Sod Poodles. It's been an exciting year. I'm part of a group that wants to continue that excitement in downtown Amarillo, a new civic center for Amarillo. And we're, we're going to talk about it. You're going to get your input. We're going to have these public meetings. They kick off Saturday morning at 8.30, uh, entrance 7 at the Civic Center uh, this Saturday, and then next Thursday, 1 and 5.30 p.m., and then the Saturday following that, we're going to uh, 8.50, uh, 8.30 again, pardon me. So let your voice be heard. Uh, if you've seen the plans, go to conversationciviccenter.com. You can see the new arena that they want to build in downtown Amarillo. And, and man, let's just continue this momentum that we picked up with the Saudis and, and our city and, and take the next step. Well, that sounds good. Uh, conversationciviccenter.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, those plans became public about a week or so mm-hmm. ago. And just imagine four or five years down the road man. that being right there behind Hodgetown. Wow. I mean Yeah. I mean downtown's coming back to life. It is. In a big way. It and is. that's that, that would just help that for sure. There you go. So uh earlier this week we talked we chatted with Sam Levitt. You guy. can uh, check that podcast out. Uh KGNCnewsnow.com, one zero zero nine eagle.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter and Instagram. Podcast now up on Anchor and Spotify as well. Just look for Tom Talks Baseball. And uh, hopefully with Sam, we're going to chat with him again next week. Yes, this sir. time around, we'll wrap up the Texas League yeah. Championship mm-hmm. Series, and then we'll we'll have him reflect on his first year here in right. Amarillo mm-hmm. and find out what he's going to be doing in uh, the baseball offseason, not so much his offseason. Right, in right. fact, uh, yeah. depending on who you watch, you might find him somewhere else, which is uh, which that. is which is pretty exciting. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get a chance to chat with him again next yeah. week. And uh, for those of you who are going to Tulsa, I know there's a group of fans heading to Tulsa to kind of uh, surprise the team a little yeah. bit and show their support. Uh, safe travels and doing that. Do what you got to do to bring back uh, a championship so here in the inaugural season. Thank you for checking us out on the Tom Talks Baseball podcast this week. I'm Tom Young. I'm David Lovejoy. And we will talk to you again next week on the podcast. Don't forget to watch baseball. Go Saudis!